12 o'clock and your mind is thinking about stuff. Let's think about that, shall we? With another Midnight Thought. Hey, it's Meher, and I'm thinking about signs and languages and not sign language, but the languages of signs and, you know, pictograms and stuff like that. And the reason why I'm thinking about this, I just came back from Walmart and I saw a new sign today. I'm used to seeing signs at Walmart. You know, there's been new signs popping up all over the place. I recently, there's been some signs that say, keep, you know, two meters apart, six feet apart. You know, those are popping up everywhere. You know, Walmart and Superstore, um, they have a new sign that says, please only touch the stuff you want to buy. So you don't go around touching every product before you buy it and spread the possibility for disease and stuff. There's plenty. Oh, there's a hell of a lot of new signs right now that say you got to wear a mask before you come into the building. But one of the newest signs that I found today, I'm super excited about this for no stupid reason, actually. It's a new sign that said, due to some limitations, you know, COVID-19 shortages, we might be seeing unilingual products on our shelves. And that means that the product we're going to be seeing on the shelf it's only going to be written in english only a label in english which is a big deal actually for for those of you who don't know i'm I'm in canada right now in canada it's a bilingual country but the labels are going to be in english for some products due to covid19 shortages and it said on the sign that if if uh, if we see a unilingual product available on our shelves the manufacturers are required to display that information on their websites so that if we have to have only an english label those who are francophone are able to get the information that they're, you know, I guess, legally entitled to get. So that kind of led me to think about, I, I guess, the, the supply chain, COVID-19 shortages. It led me to think about, you know, what led us to this point. Um, obviously, there's, there's money in play because, you know, with, with the cost of, with the cost of getting products across borders, especially right now with the borders being closed and transportation being more difficult than before, limitations are, are there. So, you know, sometimes cheapest options are best, but I, I think money has to be a big factor in it. Thinking about money. This thought brought to you by QuickBooks for the self-employed. Start your 30-day trial for free at sponsoredthought.com so you can quit thinking about managing your money. Now, back to whatever we were thinking about. So like I was saying, there, there's, there's money involved in terms of products being available on our shelves. So but before we talk about that, let's just talk about a sec, uh, the reason why we have bilingual products on our shelves. So uh, I mentioned Canada is bilingual. We have two national langu- official national languages, um, English and French, um, not necessarily in that order. But yes, those are it. Some people consider three languages if you count the, uh, the Inuit languages. Um, or I guess the Inuit language in Inuktitut. Don't quote me on that. No. Anyway, so what that means as a bilingual country is that anything that's a government service, anything that's a federal government, a, a Canadian government service, has to be available in English and French. And there's there's rules for um, you know packaging requirements, products that we have, like a, a Coca Cola bottle or Pepsi bottle is going to be labeled in English and French. The ingredients on the back are going to be labeled in English and French. You know, food products are going to be labeled with nutrition facts in English and French. And the front packaging, it, you know, sometimes they'll do English and French on one side and have everything on the back bilingual, or they'll, they'll, they'll go full out and have one side English, one side fully French. You know, it depends what, what the company does for design and, and for their packaging. But there are, there are laws in Canada. And I, I believe it's, it's defined as um, official. Um, oh, what am I thinking about? 
Oh, I'm forgetting about oh, whatever. No, it's called the Official Languages Act. I just looked that up. It's called the Official Languages Act. That is the uh, the rule that defines what needs to be available. So, like military is in French, and post office in French. Um, I mentioned packaging is in French. You know, cigarettes and, and cannabis packaging is all in French, bilingual, and it varies a little bit by province in terms of what you see what, where. You know, all over Canada, you will find English everywhere, um, except Quebec. Quebec is you know their own little their own little thing. They are going to be doing everything in French. In fact, um, they're not necessarily non-welcoming to to the to anglophones but you're more inclined to to get better service if you if you speak their language and um, you can still get of course government services ain't english there but again french french is is their priority there and i believe it was new brunswick um that is the only province out of the 10 in canada that has bilingualism in their their law so um, when you look at the different court systems, I guess, as an example, you know, federal court, criminal convictions, um, you know, that kind of prosecution that has to be available in English and French um, from a provincial level. If you live in, let's say, Alberta, you can get you know, a provincial warrant if it gets a court or something that can be done in English or French. You can uh, you can do that in, in Ontario as well, English or French, but not every province offers French services for civil uh, civil proceedings. If you get a parking ticket from a civil proceeding or a civil enforcement agency, you can request for a service in French if there's one available or a translator or an interpreter, but the service won't be held in French because that's actually decided by the provincial level or municipal level. You don't have to offer it uh, in, in bilingual for some, for some provinces. I mentioned New Brunswick is the one that uh, definitely does because it is in their uh, it's actually in the canadian charter of rights and freedoms i believe if we're going to be realistic about things it's, it's actually in there it's the like the canadian constitution i guess um so they've got that there and if you think about the territories i forgot to mention this um northwest territories yukon territories there are nine or ten different uh, d- uh, aboriginal languages up in that area um those are official languages as well for for those provinces you know not necessarily available all over Canada, but you can definitely get services there um, from a government level because, um, you know, they, you know, it's their language, it's our language. So you can get things like that. And I believe in those territories, you can get civil proceedings in French. So that's a thought. But again, let's talk about supply chain. Whew. Again, this is where the money comes into play. Thinking about money. This thought brought to you by QuickBooks for the self-employed. Start your 30-day trial for free at SponsoredThought.com so you can quit thinking about managing your money. Now, back to whatever we were thinking about. So as I was thinking, uh, we when we see products being packaged and we see products being shipped into the international markets, normally there's a supply chain in place that says, you know, certain products are going to be available in this Canadian market are going to be made in this location, usually based in Canada, probably Ontario. Um, and, and they have their own packaging production. They have their own, um, everything that's set up to make the products that we have here, you know, a, a Coca, excuse me, a, wow, a, a Coca-Cola bottle. Um, I know we have a processing plant here where, where I am right now. We've got processing plant all over, you know, you will find, you know, local things being done to produce and ship and made those to make those products. But when a global pandemic like COVID-19 hits, um, you're, you're kind of limited in terms of what can be done where. So not all processing plants are going to be open and, and not all production capabilities are there. A great example of this was when Robin Hood flour was running out of production material. Um, 
maybe they just didn't have enough bags or their printer was closed. I don't know what the case was, but they ran out of what they normally package flour. I'm talking like normal baking flour, Robin Hood flour. So they ran out of the normal packaging they use and they ended up just doing plain black and white or it was like an off beige. You know, when you think, I don't want to use this reference, but when you think like wartime packaging, a very, very old school ration of plain packaging, small logo, plain text, great product, plain packaging, you know, that's what things look like. You would see that in the shelves and I saw, oh, I guess I saw a sign, I saw a sign about that when I saw it on the shelves, you know, plain packaging because they ran out. You know, there, there's some economizations that need to be placed so that, you know, if a production chain can't keep up with um, products being made in-house like they normally do, they, they have to get products available from somewhere else to, to keep that chain going so so it, there's no hole in the chain and it doesn't break. Um, so like what Robinhood did, they... They, they kind of said, you know, whatever, We're, we don't care about the color packaging. We don't care about a color logo. You know, people need flour because apparently everyone wants to make sourdough bread. We're going to get bread out on the market and whatever bakes possible. And I think that's kind of happening now with, um, I, I think it was a Mr. Clean product, SC Johnson, a family company. They, uh, that's, I think it was their product. Not too sure. Um, so what I guess what's happening with there is, you know, the, the Canadian supply chain is just not able to cope or, or the supply chain that feeds Canada for that specific product is just not able to cope with, you know, it's normal demands. Obviously, everyone's buying cleaning products now. I, I have a bottle on my desk right now, right here. Um, so I, th- I think what happened in this case was the, the suppliers or the manufacturers, everyone in charge of making decisions, they're like, hmm, do we do we you know keep products off the shelf because we, we can't get them out? Or do we kind of break the rule right now to get people what they need? And I think it was a great response, honestly. Like I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I know some people are going to be hating the idea that, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of throwing bilingualism out for a second. You know, it, could, it would never happen in Quebec. Oh, it would never happen in Quebec. Never would this happen in Quebec. You know, if anything, they would they would they would rather not clean things. They'd rather have Mister Dirty rather than you know an English label, probably. Um, but you know, someone made a decision, said, you know what, we can kind of break the bilingual labeling rules. People will understand, and I think I haven't seen anyone freaking out over the rule. I haven't seen any you know uproar as far as I'm able to do. I did a little bit of research kind of before I started talking about this and. I, I couldn't find anything online about this. You Google, you know, labeling and, and, and nothing shows up saying that this is happening in the Canadian supply chain. So I guess I just started thinking about this and, and thinking, you know, am, am I just noticing something? Am I noticing something that just started or is it there? Is there more to it? You know, money's involved. The company's got to make money. Uh, I'm not too sure where the product came from. Maybe I should look at that next time I see a product with that. But unilingual labels. So that means, I guess, you know, it would say like Mr. Clean and then the smell would be in French. Like it would say lemon, citron. It would say that in French. Now it just says lemon. People can get used to that, I think. Do you? I don't know. Oh, signs. Yeah, signs are there. If you go to a national park, their signs are, their signs are in French. You know, you go to Jasper Park. Their signs. You have a big says, "Welcome to Jasper." And it says, "You have a new Jasper." That's enough of this thought okay. for now. If you think you want to think about this thought some more, visit heyitsmaher.com for everything else this kid gets up to. Oh.